Section 17 of White Knights and Other Stories by Fyodor Dostoevsky. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Karina Schultz. A Faint Heart by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated from the Russian by Constance Garnett. Part 1 under the same roof in the same flat on the same fourth story lived two young men colleagues in the service arkadya ivanovich nefedovich and vasya shumkov the author of course feels the necessity of explaining to the reader why one is given his full title while the other's name is abbreviated if only that such a mode of expression may not be regarded as unseemly and rather familiar but to do so it would first be necessary to explain and describe the rank and years and calling and duty in the service and even indeed the characters of the persons concerned and since there are so many writers who begin in that way the author of the proposed story solely in order to be unlike them that is some people will perhaps say entirely on account of his boundless vanity decides to begin straight away with action having completed this introduction he begins toward six o'clock on new year's eve shumkov returned home arkady ivanovitch who was lying on the bed woke up and looked at his friend with half-closed eyes he saw that vasya had on his very best trousers and a very clean shirt front that of course struck him where had vasya to go like that and he had not dined at home either Meanwhile, Shumkov had lighted a candle, and Arkady Ivanovitch guessed immediately that his friend was intending to wake him accidentally. Vasya did, in fact, clear his throat twice, walked twice up and down the room, and at last, quite accidentally, let the pipe, which he had begun filling in the corner by the stove, slip out of his hands. Arkady Ivanovitch laughed to himself. "'Vasya, give over pretending,' he said. Arkasha, you are not asleep? I really cannot say for certain. It seems to me I am not. Oh, Arkasha, how are you, dear boy? Well, brother, well, brother, you don't know what I have to tell you. I certainly don't know. Come here. As though expecting this, Vasya went up to him at once, not at all anticipating, however, treachery from Arkady Ivanovitch the other seized him very adroitly by the arms turned him over held him down and began as it is called strangling his victim and apparently this proceeding afforded the light-hearted arkady ivanovitch great satisfaction caught he cried caught arkasha arkasha what are you about let me go for goodness sake let me go i shall crumple my dress-coat as though that mattered what do you want with the dress-coat why were you so confiding as to put yourself in my hands tell me where have you been where have you dined arkasha for goodness sake let me go where have you dined why it's about that i want to tell you tell away then but first let me go not a bit of it i won't let you go till you tell me arkasha arkasha but do you understand i can't it is utterly impossible cried vasya helplessly wriggling out of his friend's powerful clutches you know there are subjects how subjects 
why subjects that you can't talk about in such a position without losing your dignity it's utterly impossible it would make it ridiculous and this is not a ridiculous matter it is important here he's going in for being important that's a new idea you tell me so as to make me laugh that's how you must tell me i don't want anything important or else you are no true friend of mine do you call yourself a friend eh arkasha i really can't well i don't want to hear well arkasha began vasya lying across the bed and doing his utmost to put all the dignity possible into his words arkasha if you like i will tell you only well what well i am engaged to be married without uttering another word arkady ivanovitch took vasya up in his arms like a baby though the latter was by no means short but rather long and thin and began dexterously carrying him up and down the room pretending that he was hushing him to sleep i'll put you in your swaddling clothes master bridegroom he kept saying but seeing that vasya lay in his arms not stirring or uttering a word he thought better of it at once and reflecting that the joke had gone too far set him down in the middle of the room and kissed him on the cheek in the most genuine and friendly way vasya you are not angry arkasha listen come it's new year's eve oh i'm all right but why are you such a madman such a scatterbrain how many times have i told you arkasha it's really not funny not funny at all oh well you are not angry oh i am all right am i ever angry with anyone but you have wounded me do you understand but how have i wounded you in what way i come to you as a friend with a full heart to pour out my soul to you to tell you of my happiness what happiness why don't you speak oh well i am going to get married vasya answered with vexation for he really was a little exasperated you you are going to get married so you really mean it arkasha cried at the top of his voice no no but what's this he talks like this and his tears are flowing vasya my little vasya don't my little son is it true really and arkady ivanovitch flew to hug him again well do you see how it is now said vasya you are kind of course you are a friend i know that I come to you with such joy, such rapture, and all of a sudden I have to disclose all the joy of my heart, all my rapture, struggling across the bed in an undignified way. You understand, Arkasha, Vasya went on, half laughing. You see, it made it seem comic, and in a sense I did not belong to myself at that minute. I could not let this be slighted. What's more, if you had asked me her name, I swear I would sooner you killed me than have answered you but vasya why did you not speak you should have told me all about it sooner and i would not have played the fool cried arkady ivanovitch in genuine despair come that's enough that's enough of course that's how it is you know what it all comes from from my having a good heart what vexes me is that i could not tell you as i wanted to making you glad and happy telling you nicely and initiating you into my secret properly really arkasha i love you so much that i believe if it were not for you i shouldn't be getting married and in fact i shouldn't be living in this world at all arkady ivanovitch who was excessively sentimental cried and laughed at once as he listened to vasya vasya did the same 
both flew to embrace one another again and forgot the past how is it how is it tell me all about it vasya i am astonished excuse me brother but i am utterly astonished it's a perfect thunderbolt by jove nonsense nonsense brother you have made it up you've really made it up you are telling fibs cried arkady ivanovitch and he actually looked into vasya's face with genuine uncertainty but seeing in it the radiant confirmation of a positive intention of being married as soon as possible threw himself on the bed and began rolling from side to side in ecstasy till the walls shook vasya sit here he said at last sitting down on the bed i really don't know brother where to begin they looked at one another in joyful excitement who is she vasya the artemyevs vasya pronounced in a voice weak with emotion no well i did buzz into your ears about them at first and then i shut up and you noticed nothing ah arkasha if you knew how hard it was to keep it from you but i was afraid afraid to speak i thought it would all go wrong and you know i was in love arkasha my god my god you see this was the trouble he began pausing continually from agitation she had a suitor a year ago but he was suddenly ordered somewhere i knew him he was a fellow bless him well he did not write at all he simply vanished they waited and waited wondering what it meant four months ago he suddenly came back married and has never set foot within their doors it was coarse shabby and they had no one to stand up for them she cried and cried poor girl and i fell in love with her indeed i had been in love with her long before all the time i began comforting her and was always going there well and i really don't know how it has all come about only she came to love me a week ago i could not restrain myself i cried i sobbed and told her everything well that i love her everything in fact i am ready to love you too vasily petrovitch only i am a poor girl don't make a mock of me i don't dare to love anyone well brother you understand you understand on that we got engaged on the spot i kept thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking i said to her how are we to tell your mother she said it will be hard wait a little she's afraid and now maybe she would not let you have me she keeps crying too without telling her i blurted it out to her mother to-day lizanka fell on her knees before her i did the same well she gave us her blessing arkasha arkasha my dear fellow we will live together no i won't part from you for anything vasya look at you as i may i can't believe it i don't believe it i swear i keep feeling as though listen how can you be engaged to be married how is it i didn't know eh do you know vasya i will confess it to you now i was thinking of getting married myself but now since you are going to be married it is just as good be happy be happy brother i feel so light-hearted now there is such sweetness in my soul said vasya getting up and pacing about the room excitedly don't you feel the same we shall be poor of course but we shall be happy and you know it is not a wild fancy our happiness is not a fairy tale we shall be happy in reality vasya vasya listen what said vasya standing before arkady ivanovitch the idea occurs to me 
I am really afraid to say it to you. Forgive me and settle my doubts. What are you going to live on? You know I am delighted that you are going to be married, of course. I am delighted, and I don't know what to do with myself. But what are you going to live on, eh? Oh, good heavens! What a fellow you are, Arkasha, said Vasya, looking at Nefedovitch in profound astonishment. What do you mean? Even her old mother, even she did not think of that for two minutes when I put it all clearly before her. You had better ask what they are living on. They have five hundred roubles a year between the three of them. The pension, which is all they have, since the father died. She and her old mother and her little brother, whose schooling is paid for out of that income too, that is how they live. It's you and I are the capitalists. Some good years it works out to as much as seven hundred for me. I say, Vasya, excuse me. I really, you know, I, I am only thinking how to prevent things going wrong. How do you mean, seven hundred? It's only three hundred. Three hundred? And Yulian Mostakovitch? Have you forgotten him? Yulian Mostakovitch? But you know that's uncertain, brother. That's not the same thing as three hundred roubles of secure salary, where every rouble is a friend you can trust. Yulian Mostakovitch, of course. He's a great man. In fact, I respect him. I understand him, though he is so far above us. And by Jove, I love him, because he likes you and gives you something for your work, though he might not pay you, but simply order a clerk to work for him. But you will agree, Vasya. Let me tell you, too. I am not talking nonsense. I admit in all Petersburg you won't find a handwriting like your handwriting. I am ready to allow that to you, Nefedovitch concluded, not without enthusiasm. But God forbid, you may displease him all at once. You may not satisfy him. Your work with him may stop. He may take another clerk. All sorts of things may happen. In fact, you know Yulian Mostakovitch may be here today and gone tomorrow. Well, Arkasha, the ceiling might fall on our heads this minute. Oh, of course, of course, I mean nothing. But listen, hear what I have got to say, you know. I don't see how he can part with me. No, hear what I have to say. Hear what I have to say. You see, I perform all my duties punctually. You know how kind he is. You know, Arkasha, he gave me fifty roubles in silver today. Did he really, Vasya? A bonus for you. Bonus, indeed. It was out of his own pocket. He said, Why, you have had no money for five months, brother. Take some if you want it. Thank you. I am satisfied with you. Yes, really. Yes, you don't work for me for nothing, said he. He did, indeed. That's what he said. It brought tears into my eyes, Arkasha. Good heavens, yes. I say, Vasya, have you finished copying those papers? No, I haven't finished them yet. Vasya, my angel, what have you been doing? Listen, Arkasha, it doesn't matter. They are not wanted for another two days. I have time enough. How is it you have not done them? That's all right. That's all right. You look so horror-stricken that you turn me inside out and make my heart ache. You are always going on at me like this. He's forever crying out, oh, oh, oh. Only consider, what does it matter? Why, I shall finish it. Of course I shall finish it. What if you don't finish it? cried Arkady, jumping up. And he has made you a present today. And you going to be married. Tut, tut, tut. It's all right, it's all right, cried Shunkov. I shall sit down directly. I shall sit down this minute. 
How did you come to leave it, Vasya? Oh, Arkasha, how could I sit down to work? Have I been in a fit state? Why, even at the office I could scarcely sit still. I could scarcely bear the beating of my heart. Oh, oh, now I shall work all night, and I shall work all tomorrow night, and the night after, too, and I shall finish it. Is there a great deal left? Don't hinder me, for goodness' sake. Don't hinder me. Hold your tongue. Arkady Ivanovitch went on tiptoe to the bed and sat down, and then suddenly wanted to get up, but was obliged to sit down again, remembering that he might interrupt him, though he could not sit still for excitement. It was evident that the news had thoroughly upset him, and the first thrill of delight had not yet passed off. He glanced at Shumkov, the latter glanced at him, smiled, and shook his finger at him. Then, frowning severely, as though all his energy and the success of his work depended upon it, fixed his eyes on the papers. It seemed that he, too, could not yet master his emotion. He kept changing his pen, fidgeting in his chair, rearranging things, and setting to work again, but his hand trembled and refused to move. "'Arkasha, I've talked to them about you,' he cried suddenly, as though he had just remembered it. "'Yes?' cried Arkasha. I was just wanting to ask you that. Well? Well, I'll tell you everything afterwards. Of course, it is my own fault, but it quite went out of my head that I didn't mean to say anything till I had written four pages. But I thought of you and of them. I really can't write, brother. I keep thinking about you. Vasya smiled. A silence followed. Phew! What a horrid pen! cried Shumkov, flinging it on the table in vexation. He took another. Vasya, listen, one word. Well, make haste, and for the last time. Have you a great deal left to do? Ah, brother, Vasya frowned, as though there could be nothing more terrible and murderous in the whole world than such a question. A lot, a fearful lot. Do you know, I have an idea. What? Oh, never mind, never mind, go on writing. Why, what, what? is past six vasya here nefedevitch smiled and winked slyly at vasya though with a certain timidity not knowing how vasya would take it well what is it said vasya throwing down his pen looking him straight in the face and actually turning pale with excitement do you know what for goodness sake what is it i tell you what you are excited you won't get much done stop 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 I have it, I have it, listen, said Nefedevich, jumping up from the bed in delight, preventing Vasya from speaking and doing his utmost to ward off all objections. First of all, you must get calm, you must pull yourself together, mustn't you? Arkasha, Arkasha, cried Vasya, jumping up from his chair. I will work all night, I will, really. Of course, of course, you won't go to bed till morning. I won't go to bed, I won't go to bed at all no that won't do that won't do you must sleep go to bed at five i will call you at eight to-morrow is a holiday you can sit and scribble away all day long then the night and-but have you a great deal left to do yes look look vasya quivering with excitement and suspense showed the manuscript look i say brother that's not much my dear fellow, there's some more of it, said Vasya, looking very timidly at Nefedevich, as though the decision whether he was to go or not depended upon the latter. How much? 
two signatures well what's that come i tell you what we shall have time to finish it by jove we shall arkasha vasya listen to-night on new year's eve every one is at home with his family you and i are the only ones without a home or relations oh vasya nefedevich clutched vasya and hugged him in his leonin arms arkasha it's settled vasya boy i only wanted to say this you see vasya listen bandy legs listen arkady stopped with his mouth open because he could not speak for delight vasya held him by the shoulders gazed into his face and moved his lips as though he wanted to speak for him well he brought out at last introduce me to them to-day arkady let's go to tea there i tell you what i tell you what we won't even stay to see in the new year we'll come away earlier cried vasya with genuine inspiration that is we'll go for two hours neither more nor less and then separation till i have finished vasya boy arkady three minutes later arkady was dressed in his best vasya did nothing but brush himself because he had been in such haste to work that he had not changed his trousers they hurried out into the street, each more pleased than the other. End of Part 1